Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, Busy day today on the show. No Dave Meltzer. He will not be joining us in the second segment today. He's doing an interview here today. But we will be joined in the final segment of the show by Santana Garrett. Lots to talk about with her, including her appearance in the recent May Young Classic, the MLW One-Shot Show, and so much more. Santana Garrett is going to be joining us on the program in the final segment here today. In the meantime, a lot of stuff to talk about. Smackdown on Tuesday, we have a... Full card, well, I'm sure they will add another match, actually, but we got a pretty full card for the WWE Hell in a Cell pay-per-view coming up up on October 8th, so not this coming Sunday, but the Sunday after. Jinder Mahal, Shinsuke Nakamura, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon, tons of matches. We could talk about all of those today on the program. We have the ratings for SmackDown. Not sure if we talked a lot about the Raw ratings yesterday, but... It is now football season, and so Raw, of course, is being affected. Particularly that third hour of Raw took a tremendous fall from hour two. We could talk about the SmackDown ratings here today as well. The situation with the Young Bucks and WWE. WWE sending an actual cease and disorder this time, or cease and desist order. They had been doing a storyline, the Young Bucks, about getting various cease and desists from WWE. That was all storyline until Monday when they did the Being the Elite episode and invaded Raw. Vince did not find it funny, as we talked about a couple of days ago. And they got a real-life cease and desist. We've also got a bunch of news on Brock Lesnar. He may be returning sooner than had been anticipated, but we're not 100% positive yet. But he is being advertised for upcoming shows. We got a very, very interesting match that is scheduled for the WWE Starcade house show. So a lot of stuff to talk about here today. Mike Sempervivi joins us after the break. Wrestling Observer Live. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Book Club. 
Radio. Today we're chatting with Mike Papantonio, leading trial lawyer and prolific author. His latest novel, Law and Vengeance, is a nonstop, action-packed legal thriller. We spoke with him about the book and the real-life issues that inform and inspire his writing. You would think, especially in the legal profession, that women should have every opportunity to excel. The glass ceiling in the practice of law is no different anywhere else. Over the years, I've worked with some of the most talented female trial lawyers, and Gina Romano is kind of a composite of that. You know, she has the tenacity, she has the compassion, uh, she has the intellect, she has the training, she, she just has it all. And um, when I really see a very talented female trial lawyer, uh, that's, that's what I see. So she's a creation from all that. People that I've actually tried cases with and women I've tried cases against. And that's where Gina Romano comes from. On the heels of the critically acclaimed legal thriller, Law and Disorder, comes Law and Vengeance. The latest novel from famed trial attorney Mike Papantonio, Law and Vengeance, follows the law firm of Bergman Dicotomas, who is now in the crosshairs of a weapons manufacturer. But this is not a law firm that plays by all the rules. Based on a real case, Law and Vengeance, the riveting new legal thriller by Mike Papantonio, is available wherever books are sold. Do you love golf, boxing, soccer, wrestling? Then sign up for the podcast from your favorite sport and never miss a show. With podcasting, we deliver the best programs directly to your computer every week, automatically. Just go to sportsbyline.com and click on the Get Podcast button. You'll never miss another show. Visit sportsbyline.com today. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Well, I'm back here on the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. And I don't know where Mike is. I presume he will be here soon. But we've got a lot to get into here today. The streaming issues are still afflicting us, although no one can hear this right now. Actually, if you're listening over the air, you can, but... I am sending out the information on how to uh, contact us on Twitter... So if, by chance, you can't hear tomorrow for some reason, you'll know that you can still contact the show, and we will take your phone calls and text messages, and you can hear it on the replay. So that is the plan here for today. We already have some text messages coming in right here, so may as well get into it, because one of them deals with something that happened yesterday, the beginning of Ultima Lucha Trace. This fellow here says, I deleted Lucha Underground off of my DVR. I still have not seen the WCW portion of the simulcast. Will not see the end of Lucha. That's right. Lucha Underground is starting the four-part Ultima Lucha Trace. And right now, they have nobody willing to put up money for another season. And so it's looking like this is probably going to be the end. And as we've talked about for a while, even if this is not the end, I mean, it's going to be forever before we've got another season of Ultima Lucha or Ultima or Lucha Underground, if they actually do uh, get the money, they have to first off they have to get an investor, then they got to corral up all of the wrestlers, then they've got to get the building. I mean, the building is used for other things as well, so they have to rent it out. Then they've got to film everything. Then once they film everything, they've got to edit it and put it all together, and then finally it would get an air date. So whether this is the end or not, I mean, if you're a fan of Lucha Underground, 
Uh, within a month now, it's going to be over for the foreseeable future and maybe forever. So it's sad, but I did see the simulcast of the final episode of WCW before they went out of business when WWE bought them. And I don't see what's wrong with seeing the final episodes of Lucha Underground, but if you don't want to, that's your deal. So it's a sad, it's a sad day. I did enjoy the show for the most part, aside from the things I didn't enjoy. Mike, are you there? Uh, yes, I'm here. What's happening? Uh, not, not a whole lot. Uh, so I wonder what it is with that one person that decided I'm not going to watch the end. It's just too painful for them. Yes, or it's too painful. And so okay, so they're not so upset. They're going to boycott the. I would say if you've made it this far as Lucha Underground, why deny yourself because you are that upset? Just come to terms with it, and understand that what you're seeing is a phenomenon, a shooting star that is is now burning out, a shooting star that brought us all sexy star, and put that in our wrestling lexicon. So there are certainly advantages and disadvantages to what Lucha Underground brought us. But do you want to do the postmortem now, or do you want to wait till this all wraps up and we have some some time to let it breathe? The thing you got to think about is, unlike the WCW simulcast, which was a finale, I mean, there was a finality to it because it was the end. I mean, when they filmed the season of, of Lucha Underground, I mean, the idea wasn't that it was over at the end of the season. The idea was, this is the end of the season, and we'll get ready for the next season because presumably somebody is going to put up the money for another season. So if you watch the final four episodes, if you watch Ultima Lucha Trace, I mean, it's not going to end with sadness and goodbye and all of this. It's just going to be a cliffhanger for the next season, which may or may not ever happen. So if they do have another season, then you probably should watch these four episodes. And if they don't have another season, you can just pretend that someday, just like with World Championship Wrestling, one of these days there will be a new season premiere. I wonder how many endings they did or have done or, or whatever it is that they, they're in the tank one. ready to go. Just one? I don't think they did multiple endings. I never heard you anyone they, say anything about multiple endings. I always wonder if they didn't, was thinking if they did an alternate one or not. Although, well, really, no, because we got to think about this. They've had three seasons so far. Mm -hmm. And if I recall correctly, like at the end of the first season, it was a long time before we knew there was going to be... Or wait, maybe it was the first season we knew, but the second season we didn't. First season we knew. Second season we didn't yeah. know so much. So the point is, they didn't tape an alternate ending for the second season, so why would they have done it for the third season? Because they may have known that this was going to be... There, there weren't there a lot of contracts and things like that, and because of the, of the deal with season two being up in the air, I could see them maybe doing two or something like that to give you more of a solid end this time around, if needed. And then, you know, maybe something to sneak for the future. Although with that show, it doesn't really matter as long as you have a Dario Cueto and you have people that uh, have the ability to raise spirits. I'm sure you can bring anything back. They take bigger jumps of, of, of reality when it comes to a lot of other shows, sometimes including WWE. So I guess it's really not that big of a deal. Well, they also didn't need to tape one. And even if they didn't, they could always just hire Dario for one day to push the lever down on the dynamite and blow up the temple. And that's the end of the show. Or, or Dario was, was, you know, we find out later on if they can't get the same actor back as who could be Dario, the same Dario again. Although I know they do this when it comes to, to uh, movies and, and soap operas and things like that. They'll just replace characters. But if he can't have a new Dario, you just have somebody else become a Dario type of character because Dario was killed at the temple you know, years ago, and there's somebody here to, to avenge him, and they move it in a different direction that way. How about in the Hell in a Cell match? Kevin Owens ends the career of Shane McMahon, and SmackDown brings in Dario Cueto as the new general manager of SmackDown. We can't get that lucky. They'd have to probably Can give we? him a new name, but... 
Well, are you kidding me? And that guy, too, I'm sure he's like a real actor. I'm sure he's used to having, like, benefits and, 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 and some guild uh, uh, pluses. So, no, don't do that, sir. The Hell in a Cell lineup, it is Shane McMahon, Kevin Owens. And I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm sure this is a shocking scoop for everybody. They are planning – well, not they. I'm sure Shane is. I mean, he's going to do something dumb. It's pretty much inevitable. <laughs> I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, he's already he's, – he's fallen off the cage. He's done an elbow off the cage. So I don't know what it's going to be, but they have some sort of plan here. And all I can tell you really right now is that they're – hey, this is like Lucha Underground. There are various alternate endings to this match that they have discussed. And I guess we'll see what they end up doing, but – they got a lot of different ideas, some of which actually do involve perhaps Kevin Owens going back to Raw. I don't know if that's what they're going to do. I mean, you have to look at the the talent on SmackDown. It's one thing to be in a meeting and pitch the idea that Kevin Owens ends up back on Raw, but the reality is they have so little star power on SmackDown. If they get yeah. rid of Kevin Owens, who do they have as a top heel besides Jinder? Well, I mean, what do they have? Well, you got big, you got big banter, Baron. You got uh, look. I, I so know you got what one you're guy, saying. two guys. I think that you can. You have the excuse, though, if you wanted to, and it may be flimsy, but you have the story of if he hurts Shane so badly that you know they got to get him off a of smack, or they figure out a way, or Stephanie does it to make his life hell. I, it's hard for me to believe that this isn't going to end with Kevin Owens and and Triple H. So a a move facilitated by the WWE executives to send X, Y, and Z over to SmackDown and get you know Kevin Owens off of that show and onto Raw, I think you could actually pull that off in storyline. You can make fun of that storyline. Well, there's a flaw. You have an outright there. There's a flaw in your plan. So, yes, Vince is Hunter's father-in-law. But if everybody re- can recall, before like Stephanie and Triple H disappeared off TV, this was like a big-time feud between Raw and SmackDown, where, where Stephanie hated her brother, and yeah, I mean, Hunter but... is her husband. I mean, this could, be, this, could, this could be part of her plan to doom her brother. She could be in on this. Well, and she's not like she hasn't attacked her father before. I mean, That's these right. are the feuding McMahons, but again... But my point is, her and Hunter are married... And so this may not be ending with Triple H and Kevin Owens. Well, they could be in cahoots. Even well, even if they're in cahoots, even better. So you send away people that are, are quote unquote stars on Raw that have been thorns in the side of of Stephanie or Triple H, and that's how you do. It. I, I don't know. There's there's ways. It's wrestling, so there's ways you can do this and tie it together loosely enough to make sense where Kevin Owens needed to be driven away from SmackDown because of his treatment of, of Vince and one of the bosses of the show. I also have this New Day Usos match in a cage. I'm sure they'll do something stupid as well. Why stop? Jinder and Shinsuke, no cage. God only Actually, knows why. Big E, can you imagine him? Because you know there's he's going to do it. He's going to do that spear off the apron into the cage, probably spearing himself, you know, headfirst into the cage to the floor or something. Natalia Charlotte Flair, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, U.S. title, Rude Ziggler, and Orton Rusev. That's the lineup for the show. We can talk more about this after the break. Wrestling Observer Live.
Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Got a couple of text messages here today. We got more news to talk about as well. By the way, if you would like to hear more of me, I'm on Killing the Town this week with Storm and Cyrus. Also, Keeping It 100 with Conan, both on Podcast One. So when the show is over, you can head up there and check those out. Killing the Town with Storm and Cyrus, we talk about Bobby Heenan. And Keeping It 100 with Conan, we talked about the pay-per-view this past Sunday, the No Mercy show, and more. So check them both out on Podcast One. This person here says, Should the WWE have a female Royal Rumble next year, even though on paper it's a bad idea? 
Wait, why is it a bad idea on paper? Because uh, they may have one. I don't know. I mean, it's been talked about. I don't know how you would do it if you would like have the male Royal Rumble and the female Royal Rumble on the same Royal Rumble pay per view, or I mean, Book you could them. you could have a a thirty man Royal Rumble because you have more men and that would go the hour, and then you could have a fifteen woman Royal Rumble that would go thirty minutes, and that's only an hour and a half of pay per view time. You could still have another a few matches on the undercard, so. You could do that, and the winner gets a shot at the title of Mania. It's possible. I don't know if I like that or not. And, and like in theory, I I I would I would should like it, especially if you involve people from NXT and stuff like that. I just don't. I don't know. I don't know if the men's rumble is what a that sexist. exciting. I, I just think that there's. I wonder if there's another concept or another idea that you could come up with because. I don't know. It's just like the men's rumble where you do get the surprises of the blast from the past and things like that. And I guess you can apply it to the the women's one as well. I just you only have a couple of winners every, you know, every year anyway, you think on paper. And it's the same thing for the women. And I, I just I don't know if I necessarily love that concept, but we'll see. I, well, I, I have guess a brilliant again, idea then. Go ahead. I have a brilliant idea. I would go as far as to say this idea is brilliant. Okay. All right, so listen. This Royal Rumble, like the storyline they do, is the winner gets the main event at WrestleMania, right? They get the championship match. Yeah. Okay. So that wasn't even a thing. I don't know if you're aware of this. I've been watching the old Royal Rumbles. It wasn't until the mid-'90s that that was, like, a thing. They did years of Royal Rumbles where, like, you were just the winner if you won. Hacksaw Duggan. Yeah. So, I mean... Listen, as I watch all of these rumbles, it is incredible. Like the first year, the like the nineteen eighty eight rumble, like every single person that came down that aisle, the place popped for them. Like the the biggest jobbers that like today, I mean, they'd get no reaction because you know they got no chance of winning. But the first ninety eight rumble, like everybody got a reaction. Ni- the eighty nine rumble, everybody got a reaction. By the mid-90s, I mean, people started to figure out that, okay, well, now, like, only the stars are going to win. So they stopped caring about the undercard geeks. And then, like, those 94, 95, 96 rumbles, I mean, nobody cared about anybody. So here's my point. If you if you make this rumble something where the only people who are going to win are the big stars, the big five, that will get a shot at Mania. And usually everybody has a pretty decent idea who's going to get the shot at Mania. I mean, at least this year, like, it's probably not going to be Roman Reigns because you also have a SmackDown world title, so the winner could be someone from the SmackDown brand that's going to challenge Jinder or whoever. But if you did this instead, if instead of the winner gets the shot at Mania, you switch, and I know people won't like this part of the idea because you're killing another pay-per-view, but the winner of the Rumble should instead get a briefcase that they could cash in at any time. Because, like, the teal, the, the, the Money in the Bank winner can be any random geek. Who's won that thing? Uh, Sandow and uh, Corbin. Yeah, but they didn't get... Oh, okay, got But that's my point. Like, if you make it into a briefcase and not the guaranteed WrestleMania championship match, then the fans can at least believe, you know what? Anybody could win this. And you could have somebody else win it that's not Roman Reigns, John Cena, Brock Lesnar, the same five guys, Seth Rollins, whoever's going to be in the in the top mix. You can actually make people believe that anybody 
That was when the Royal Rumble was actually special, when the fans believed anybody could win the Royal Rumble. Once you took that magic out of it, yeah, it's a boring battle royal. And that, what do you get for winning it then in, in your scenario? You get a briefcase, like the Money in the Bank briefcase. You can cash so it in whenever how, you want. But then it's just regulated to being something where any geek could win it, like a Sandow, drop the thing. You know, I, I just, I don't know. I, yeah, I but now what you're saying, but I mean, I don't know how... Uh, how brilliant of a concept that exactly is. But they already killed. Just... They already killed the normal one because there have been guys that have won the Royal Rumble that didn't go on to get their championship. But there, match. And, and there's a built-in tradition there. Why don't you start a new tradition with the women, or take something like the May Young Classic and then apply it to Raw? Where I mean, I don't. You can't do what New Japan does as far as like a block goes, but you have all of these women in a limited amount. The way the roster is right now, facing each other anyway, do maybe a a Nikki Sawa block scenario where you have a, a women's champions carnival or something like that. I just, to me uh, coming up with a new idea and something fresh would be a lot better than no offense. Your idea of the hybrid idea or just going with a regular old rumble. But the problem is this, everybody's been asking about the women's Royal rumble. Like the Royal Rumble is the second biggest pay per view of the year. Like for whatever reason, yeah. But they also ask love why, the Royal why are, why Rumble. Why are there two Ultimate Warriors? I mean, I just I think if you don't give, I just think if you give people uh, something better, I I don't know. I guess I I maybe I guess I'm in the minority as far as being super bullish on this idea. I just I just don't know. Well, apparently you're in the minority because I get emails about this all the time. People want mm. their female Royal Rumble, and they may yeah, get it this year. I don't know. Says, how awesome was the Mickey James promo on Monday? I loved it. I know she's probably a placeholder till Oscar shows up. I hope she makes the sure most is. of the opportunity because she's one of my favorites. Well, enjoy it while you can. Well, That's what I I'll saw say this, about that. I saw this feud already. I hope it's better than it was on SmackDown. I like Mickey James. I just, there wasn't a whole lot going on there. But yeah, this certainly feels like a placeholder till TLC and the Raw after. Person says, last night's SmackDown averaged 2.542 million viewers, up 1% from last week. NBC and CBS both averaged 10 million viewers. With their- Hold on a second. Now I just thought of something. They're going with Alexa and Mickey James. Mm-hmm. After all that work for Nia, they put her in a multi-person match, and now she's just on the sidelines again? Well, What's the point WWE. of that? WWE. I mean, Mickey James will have a better match with her, but that's another point entirely. NBC and CBS both averaged over 10 million viewers opposite SmackDown. But SmackDown was still up, so that was good for them. Raw, however, has noted the third hour died a death. I wonder what's thoughts on Enzo, the, by the way. I was going to watch... The fall season began. I'm sorry. I, yeah, it's, it's fall. Just, so, and, and the all the... This is how I'm into the new shows here. So, but uh, just so I know, isn't Tuesday still a day where, like, most networks have a loaded up you know, they're, they're debuting hot shows that they have for the year. Don't they usually debut on Tuesdays? Isn't this going to be a thing for SmackDown that they're going to have to face going forward anyway? I think the big issues are not facing football, eh. which they had to face, actually, on when they were on Thursdays. So it's a better night for them. Face the mirror and come to grips with what's going on. They were within 10% of the raw number this week. There may be, there may be shows during football season. Because based on the power of the football game and how WWE is tanking that third hour, apparently on purpose now, God only knows why, I mean, there may be weeks during football season that SmackDown beats Raw. I don't know how with the shows they've been putting on, but it could happen. What's more powerful, the NFL or the power of love? Are you kidding me? 
Although, I will add, Mike Bennett is actually booked on a future show, and that is Starcade. So, November 25th. He's, Against Jimmy Garvin and Precious? Is, I, it, is it happening? I actually don't know what the match will be, but it's funny you mention that because Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows are going to be facing the Rock and Roll Express on that show. Not according to WWE's uh, Twitter or Facebook, I believe it was, who said they're facing the Rockers. How rude is that? Dude, I wish they were facing the Rockers. Especially after news about Marty Jannetty over the last week or a couple days here. So, yeah, the Rock and Roll Express is on the show. Ricky Steamboat is scheduled to be at the show. I don't think he's going to do a match. No, Although, he's not. Although, he did do... What did he do? He did something. He, he did something physical on an indie show after, like, in the last year or so. So I don't think he's going to do a match, but, I mean, you could do you could do a six-man and have Ricky Steamboat on one of the teams, and he tags in and does a bunch of chops and tags back out again and gets a big pop. You could do that, as long as he doesn't take any bumps or anything. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Let me ask you a question, and I know this is going to sound cynical, but who knows, because of it, it being... Greens or Charlotte or Greensboro. Greensboro, I can't remember where it is now, but it's in North Carolina, and Charlotte is going to be there. Yeah, I guess it's Greensboro. Charlotte's going to be there facing Natty in the in the steel cage for the women's championship. What are the odds that Ric Flair comes down that aisle uh, or is assisted down that aisle as if it was Magnum in 1987 at the Crockett Cup? Do, do, can you foresee something like that happening? No, and I'm going to tell you why. Because if, of the if, if he can't walk. I don't think there's any way that they're going to trot that guy out there. Push him out there in the chair. Now, if if there there's a date coming up, but in, when uh, is his? Because when is the well, hold ESPN on? Here's my point. On. There's a there's a date coming up in Charlotte or something like that. I forget exactly. Smackdown. It it's coming. Yeah. yeah. If Flair can walk, then I'm quite confident that he's going to be at that show. They would they would like to have him on that show to do something if he can. But like if he can't walk. I don't think there's any chance they're just going to drag that guy out there like they did with Magnum. I just don't see WWE doing that. That's not the kind of thing that they do. Well, I don't know, but maybe he, you know, if he would be willing to be out there. I mean, you do have the ESPN thing happening around that time. I'm sure he is going to be, because I think that's when it's going to air around Thanksgiving, well, right? You also, we can talk about it tomorrow because we've got Santana and Garrett coming up, but there's no guarantee WWE is going to like that 30 for 30. That's a good point. They may not want anything to do with it. Back in a moment, Wrestling Observer Live. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last. So call 800 692 0268 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-692-0268. That's 800-692-0268 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-692-0268 now. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. 
That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531-800-754-4531-800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Santana Garrett is joining us here today to talk all sorts of things, including the MLW One-Shot Show, which is coming up on October 5th at the Guild Nightclub Orlando, Florida. Santana, how are you doing today? Good. I'm very well. Thank you. I'm so excited to be on your show. I listen to you guys all the time. So oh, my God. Awesome. Thank you. So so you and Mia Yim at MLW One Shot, is that right? That is correct. Um, that's next Thursday here in Orlando, Florida at the Guilt Night Club. Um, Mia, in my opinion, is one of the best female wrestlers in the world right now. Uh, we've gone at it in the past, but it's been a couple years now, so... I'm definitely excited to step into the ring with her again and see what we can do. So you were obviously part of the Mae Young Classic, and you and Mia Yim were both in the tournament. And I guess let, let's start there because i got a couple of questions about that. When they first contacted you, I mean, how did this whole thing come about in terms of them asking you to be a part of the tournament and, and all of that? So there were rumors that there was going to be a women's tournament for – a while now. So, I mean, I was definitely sending my fair share of emails to see if that was indeed true. And um, so eventually I got a phone call and I was invited to be a part of the tournament. So when they contacted you, I mean, obviously, you know, they have their own women, but they used a lot of, a lot of girls that had never had any affiliation with WWE. 
I mean, did they sit down with everybody and say, okay, we're doing this tournament. We we know of all of you, but we may not know a lot about you. Are there is there any particular matchups that you guys would recommend, like who can work well together? Did they do any of that stuff? No, none of that. Um, and, you know, I'm not sure how they selected, who they selected. I, I think, you know, it was very much about women's wrestling from all over the world and there were girls literally it, it was actually very cool because when i when i walked into the building i saw so many girls that i'm familiar with and that i've actually worked with in the past and worked with in their countries over the last couple of years i've done a lot of international tours so i i saw the girl one of the girls one of the only girls that was in india she was there for the tournament um some of the girls that i wrestled in england and japan um in chile so it was uh it was very awesome getting to see all the girls from all over the world brought you know, under one roof. And so basically once you were in, you just showed up at the building and the day of the show, they just said, here's who you're wrestling. Here's the story. Um, Go for it. Well, it was, it was a, a week long adventure. Um, we walked in early in the week and, you know, it was a lot of interviews and photo shoots and um, news stories and um, getting in the ring and getting familiar with uh, some of the girls and, uh, working out together, but um, yeah, it was a very cool experience, and I'm so grateful that I was able to be a part of it. I mean, 32 women from all over the world selected, and I was one of them. It's freaking awesome. So, have they talked to you about potentially doing future stuff? I don't know if you'd be. Usually, they don't like anyone to talk about that until it's been made official. So, <laughs> I can understand no, that. Nothing yet. Nothing. But my yet. fingers are crossed. I mean, I you know I joke around. Um, I literally live 15 minutes down the road. I live in Orlando, Florida. I'm born and raised in Central Florida, so uh, I joke with them all the time. Anybody asks me, I'm like, call me. I'm literally right down the road. So nothing yet, but hopefully soon. Well, and it's not going to be the only time, uh, I guess, Jim Ross is going to be around uh, calling matches. He's going to be doing the same for you alongside Tony Schiavone, actually for the MLW One Shot. Uh, some of the opportunities for women's wrestling and some of the more notable things that are taking place. Yes, this is a one-shot show, but it's a one-shot show that's very flashy and getting a lot of attention right now. How does it feel for the women's scene right now that is continuing to, to move forward? And, and obviously, WWE's got a lot to do with it, but there are, like you say, plenty of uh, places all over the world where you've wrestled. How does it feel right now, and, and what's the scene like? Um, the scene is... It's booming. I mean, I, I think about when I first started wrestling, and my, even my first few years of wrestling in the state of Florida, it was literally me, Leva Bates, and Christina Von Erie for an entire year. If you wanted a women's match, you would call one of us. Um, so every weekend, it, I was either teamed up with Leva or teamed up with Christina Von Erie. And now to see the amount of female wrestlers and the amount of opportunities that we're getting, it's incredible. What are your thoughts on the idea of a women's Royal Rumble? Um, I mean, I'm all for it. I, I, I feel like um, the women in the WWE and, and women's wrestling have been given opportunities, and I feel like we've exceeded the expectations. So, I mean, I think it'd be awesome. As far as, like, the lineup for the Mae Young Classic, I mean, you mentioned working a lot of these these different girls, and, and some fans saw a lot of these girls for the first time here in this tournament. Some of them, I mean... If you talk to people that watch a lot of women's wrestling, some people were surprised by some of the eliminations, like, oh, so-and-so got eliminated here, so-and-so got why didn't this person go farther, blah, blah, blah. As a as a wrestler who's worked many of these girls, I mean, who to you were some of the most impressive workers in the tournament? 
to me, some of the most impressive um, girls in the tournament were Tony Storm. She's from the minute I met her, she is so talented in the ring, but also she is a phenomenal person. Um, so I was really rooting, aside from myself, of course, I was rooting for Tony Storm. Um, let's see, Kyrie Sane is another one. Um, she's worked very hard and she's so talented, so she was very much deserving. Um, so those have to be my top two picks, aside from myself, of course. Of course, I wanted to go further than than I did, but um, you know, everything happens for a reason, and just wasn't my day. How's Tony Storm so good so quick? I don't think it's a matter of being so good so quick. She's been doing this since she was a, I mean, a young teenager. I guess that's I, I, true. Barely a teenager. Um, so she's very young. I think she's only early 20s, maybe 21, 22. But she's been doing this, I think I read in an interview, um, since the age of 13. Can you peel back a little bit of the uh, the, the scene on stardom because you know, of working over there and being there at a top level, which Tony Storm was at, and, and obviously Kari Sane was as well, too. Can you give kind of a peek into what it's like as a foreigner there and just kind of how it is to navigate because they seem to have a very they always do a very interesting job as far as having idols and and serious women's wrestling and being able to blend the two right so that's something that's so unique um and stardom has done a phenomenal job in in kind of growing talent i i've never heard of tony storm before she went to japan and i feel like a lot of a lot of girls are, are made in japan even though they're not from japan when they go to japan you know they improve so much on their in-ring work. They improve on the, you know, their wrestling gear and their character. And I think what it is, I've done four tours, four, I think four or five tours in the last couple of years um, in Japan and worked for stardom. But um, I think what it is is there's so much time when we go to Japan, time to really work on ourselves. And because there's a 13-hour time difference from anyway from here to America, uh, from Japan to America, it's like we – don't have a lot of time to communicate with our family and our friends. Um, so we really put in the time and working on our bodies. A lot of the girls work out at mid-breath on a daily basis. They're working out in the ring at the dojo on a daily basis. And um, really just have time to focus on yourself. So are you doing a lot of modeling now? I see on your Twitter that you had a, a photo shoot, I guess. Uh, it, was a, it was a couple of weeks ago. But is, is that something that you're also looking into now? Um, yes, I've, I've done modeling projects on the side for a while. And plus, I'm just always trying to build my brand and ha always have content. Um, I've been doing a lot of other things aside from just wrestling, especially as of recent. I've done um, some local commercials, um, stunt work. I've done, I've been the video, uh, I've been the, the body in the video games. I've done a lot of sewing projects, um, a lot of training. So I'm, I'm doing quite a bit more than just wrestling. Did you say sewing projects? Yes, I sew. fun fact, I sew. I make all of my own wrestling gear, and I make um, dance wear um, and a, a, just a bunch of random things. But um, something I really enjoy doing, I'm self-taught, and absolutely love it. How awesome. about that? So yeah, is this something, has, has anybody, like, do you, is this something that people have come to you on, say, can you make something for me, or trunks, or something like that? Or is this something you're thinking about maybe expanding into on more of, a, on more of the regular? Um, yes and no. I've, I've picked up a few projects here and there from people who've reached out for me to make them here. Um, but I, I just do it more as a hobby. I, if I need to make extra income, um, I'll, I'll do it, but I don't, I, I don't really want to feel like I have to do it. I enjoy doing it and I want to do it when I want to do it. So I'd like to keep it that way. So I try to stick with just, you know, simple projects for family, whether it's, um, little girl dance wear or just wrestling gear for myself. 
you have the great progressing spirit of a little hustle for everything and always being able to figure out, you know, because it, it, it's, you know, that's something that you have to, I think, you know, sometimes you're born with it. I guess you can learn it over time. But how, is that, do you think, going to help you now that women's wrestling is kind of out there more? And it's probably going to, you know, get a lot more interest from people and people being involved that probably don't know how long you've been involved in and how long you've been putting work in. Is that experience level really going to help you as you move forward too? Because there seems to be a lot of opportunities for women right now, but there's also more names being involved than ever. And there's more competition for these spots with what you have. Do you think that really gives you a a real advantage going forward? Um, I do. I do. Yes. I know there are a lot of girls out here more so now than ever, all kind of, you know, fighting for that same spot. But I mean, I feel like I'm pretty unique, and uh, I have a lot of great qualities. Um, and I think, too, it's just like all these international tours that I've done, it, it's it's one thing to, to be booked and to go out there once, but I'm constantly being brought back um, because I'm, I feel like I'm easy to work with and um, I can have good matches. Um, so I, I feel like uh, there there are a lot of girls out there, but I've done a fine job on my reputation and just kind of representing the different companies I work for and getting along with everyone. Are there any of the bigger name women on the independent scene over the last couple of years that despite all of your traveling, either you've never had a chance to work with or maybe you've had like a match and, and you wish you would have been able to do more? Um. I've never wrestled Tessa Blanchard, and that's something I'd really like to do. I, I've watched her, a couple of her recent matches, and she's gotten really good. Um, so I have not yet had the opportunity to step into the ring with Tessa. Um, we literally live 10 minutes from one another. Uh, we work out together sometimes, but we've never had a match, and that's something that I think needs to happen. How is that possible with all these different places you've worked together? I don't know. We were actually having this conversation about a month ago. I have no idea. So as far as like, I mean, you've been in the ring with with Kyrie. You had a uh, match a couple of years ago. And uh, I mean, how is she? How is she? She is. um, Is she all she's cracked up to be? (laughs) She's definitely uh, believe the hype. She is an outstanding competitor. Oh, my goodness. One of my toughest matches uh, has been with her. I think I walked away from that match with um, my boot off, a black guy. Um, Your boot off? Man. But, yeah. There's, and, and I totally forgot about it until I saw my match recently with her. Um, uh, the I think it was the match where I won uh, the Wonder of Stardom Championship, beat her for it, and I, I lost my boot during the process. She goes to drag me back to the center, and she just rips my boot off. I finished the entire match with one boot on. I hit my shining star press, which was not fun without a shoe on. Oh, um, God. And, and, yeah, so that was definitely one that I remember. Uh, I had a black eye for uh, probably two and a half, three weeks. I, I did a tour to India straight from my Japan tour where I had the black eye. So I'm traveling through the airport, and, I mean, a woman came up to me and was like, oh, are you okay? Because And I forget that I have a black eye. And I'm in public, but she thought I was beaten. Uh, um, well, you kind of yeah. were, actually. <laughs> well, I, I was. Um, but, yeah, definitely some interesting times. And she is she's incredible. All right, we got about a minute here. Who is the best female wrestler you've ever been in the ring with? Actually, about 30 seconds. Steve, 
Ivalice Velez. She is so amazing. I've learned so much from her, and I continue to learn every time I step into the ring with her. In my opinion, she is the best female wrestler out there today. All right, stand by. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy price again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have 5000 10000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. Your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800-935-2177. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back in the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Santana Gear joining us here today. MLW One Shot comes up on October 5th from the Guild Nightclub in Orlando, Florida. Ricochet, Shane Strickland is the main event. MVP, Sammy Callahan. 
Our own Filthy Tom Lawler versus Jeff Cobb. Santana Garrett versus Mia Yim. And Santana, let's get some plugs in for some of your stuff here, social media and whatever else is going on in your life. All righty. Okay, so you guys can follow me on Twitter at Santana Garrett underscore, Instagram and Snapchat at Santana Garrett. And for bookings, email me, Santana Garrett Bookings at gmail.com. Very, very professional. But no sewing work. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I just don't want to. Man. <laughs> Sorry now. Don't ruin a fun thing. That's that's right. I shouldn't I ruin a fun thing. That's right. <laughs> well, listen, best of luck with everything, and best of luck in your match with Mia at MLW One Shot October 5th, Guilt Night Club in Orlando, Florida. And hopefully we see you again all over the place here soon. Yes, thank you guys for having me. And, of course, we're out of time, everybody. I want to thank you so much for listening here today. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern. Sundays, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern for two hours. And, of course, if you want instant replays, you can always head over to WrestlingObserver.com. Everything you ever needed to know is up at WrestlingObserver.com. Daily audio shows, the newsletters, the whole nine yards, so check that out. I want to thank Mike, as always, Santana, everybody at the studio, callers and listeners. We'll talk to you again tomorrow, Wrestling Observer Live. <laughs>